Welcome everyone and happy Sabbath. Isn't it a beautiful day here in Crestline? Beautiful day. And I say, let us be glad and rejoice in this beautiful Sabbath day. Clyde, thank you for reading the scripture text this morning. I think it's something we all need in our lives. We need assurance. And that assurance comes only through God and through our Savior Jesus. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, this morning we are here to worship you, our omnipotent Father, and our brother and Savior, Jesus, and also to be here with the Holy Spirit. Lord, give us a blessing and help us to give you the glory and all the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let not your heart be troubled. This is Jesus speaking to our hearts. And you know, when it comes to hearts, hearts usually mean how we are in our being, and also the love, the love that Jesus has and he wants to give to us. So the words of John, peace I leave with you. My peace that I give you. Isn't that what we all want is peace? We want peace. We want that heavenly peace. We want to experience the peace that all of heaven enjoys, all the angels I, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do we really find lasting peace on earth? This was the message, though, when Jesus was born. They are wishing peace on earth. And that is what Jesus brought. And then that text says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. You know, we have plenty of things to be afraid of today. We have fear all around us. And usually it's caused from lack of trust in Jesus. Lack of love for Jesus. And you know, this world has waxed cold when it comes to God. We have trouble in this world today. We have more trouble than we can actually handle alone. But with Jesus, we know that all things work together for good to those that love God. And as we are called to his purposes. Some of the trouble in this world comes out of Russia. Haven't we heard the news that Russia may be invaded, the Ukraine? And that might happen any day now. And what is the United States doing about it? Who knows? I don't know. That should give us some kind of trouble feelings. Also, China. You know, there's going to be a Winter Olympics there in a couple of weeks. Even Beijing, I think. And China's going to be on that open. Uh, everybody's going to be watching what's going to happen there in the Olympics. But we know that China, they don't really honor and glorify God in their government. 
And there's so many people there that are in need of peace. And they need Jesus. And now we have another country. I can't go through all of them. I won't. But the United States, a country that God has blessed in the past. How can he be blessing us today? But we know that because of what God has promised us, no matter what's taking place, we know that Jesus is always faithful. He was faithful to Israel in the Old Testament, even though they did not obey. When God sets a covenant in front of us, that covenant is going to happen no matter what. But not everybody, sadly, will share in that covenant. We've seen and we felt in our pocketbook the problems with, you know, the threat of taxation, to have our taxes increase, the economy's not as good, and the last two years, we have been suffering under the fear of this pandemic, the COVID. But we got to trust Jesus. We got to believe him when he says, I will make all things new again, and I will heal isn't that why Jesus came here? To heal the sick and also to forgive and save us. We should not let our hearts be troubled in this COVID season. I think it's going to come to an end. We've seen signs of it coming to an end. And we pray that it will come to an end soon. But you know, there's probably going to be something else looming maybe another disease or a pestilence, but we should not let our hearts be troubled. There are many attacks on those who have faith. We here in Crestline have faith, and we should make sure that faith is everlasting and invincible. How can we do that? It's only through Jesus, the one that has told us, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So attacks on the, those who have faith, and I would have to say mainly on Christians. Didn't Jesus foretell this when he was here? He said, they're going to attack your faith because of me, because of Jesus. Also, there's this thing I call hedonism or humanism. It's running rampant in the world. And we as believers are commissioned to go out into the world and share the gospel to these unbelievers that actually think and act like they were God. You know, it's, it's the thing to act like Jesus but not try to be Jesus and replace him like Satan did. So we have all these things happening in this world. That's enough to make anybody troubled, fearful. But we shouldn't, we should use always what Jesus said to give us peace in this world. We should use this word of God as our safeguard 
because it's only through these scriptures that we can remain safe in the arms of Jesus. As we sang earlier, under his wings we are safe in the arms of Jesus. Paul writes uh, in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians is a book about joy and rejoicing. Philippians 4.4 begins with Paul making a statement with as much force as he possibly can. Philippians 4.4. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And he repeats himself. I say it again. Now when you're rejoicing the Lord, do you have time for fear? You know, we know that fear is driven away when we rejoice in the Lord. And I think we know what it means to be joyful in the Lord. It is Jesus that has promised that he will give us eternal life. Doesn't that give us a peaceful settling in our hearts and in our minds? Also, Paul says in verse 5, Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. And do not be anxious about anything. Don't be fearful. Don't be troubled. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You know what? Prayer changes things. Prayer and belief in what God is going to do for you next is going to change your life. He's proven it over and over and over again. And I love verse 7 that Paul writes, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know what it means to guard your heart? You guard it against fear and trouble and the things that you see on this earth. I love the song that's sung, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. You look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. One of the things that I want to grow dim is all the rumors of war that Russia is doing and the economy that gets troubled because we know that with Jesus, he's going to provide for us. Why? Because he promises. You know, Jesus promises us rest. And Matthew writes about it in Matthew chapter 11. 28 to 30. Jesus says to us, as he told the disciples, Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble 
in heart and you will find rest for your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When it comes to burden, I can't help but think of the time when Jesus was told to pick up his cross and march it out to Calvary where he would be crucified. He had to carry that cross. None of us are going to have to do that. Jesus will pick up your burden. Now the thought of that is, shouldn't that settle it in our hearts and minds that he's going to be with us? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, we're told through spirit of prophecy that there is nothing too small or too large to come to Jesus with in prayer. He's got many promises in the Bible willing to fulfill and willing to give us. He's going to give us rest. And he's going to give us peace. And he's going to heal our fearful hearts. Jesus tells us over and over, like Paul, let not your heart be troubled. So we can rest assured that Jesus is going to take care of us. He promises. David writes in Psalm 91. This is a book or a a chapter in, in Psalms that we should try to learn because it has to do with safety when we're in the arms of Jesus. Psalm 91 Verses 1-2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. When we're in the shadow of the Almighty, virtually nothing can harm us. We'll rest in the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That's it, trust. All you have to do is trust. And he is going to be our shelter. He's going to take care of us. And verse 4, I love so much. Verse 4, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You know what a shield is? It's what they used to use to keep them from being speared or stabbed, and they'd hold it up next to their heart. So he'll be our shield. He will guard our hearts and our minds. Verse 11 in Psalm 91 assures us, For he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Do you know we all have an angel that guards us? We call it the guardian angel. We have our own angel. And there's more angels than people. I don't know how many angels, 
But there are billions and billions, billions and billions. But that's how many it takes to go on God's errands through the universe. But our angels will guard over us. You know they're guarding over us right now? Right now. And then to finish off with this chapter, verse 14 tells us he does this because he loves us. And he says, I will rescue you. You know, he's coming to our rescue, and he's coming soon. Why? Because he promised. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. When we pray, we acknowledge the name of God. We acknowledge the name of Jesus. And we will call upon him, and God will answer And he says this in verse 15, I will be with him in trouble. Do we have trouble today? It's all around us. But don't forget, we have angels all around us. We have Jesus with us. We have our Holy Spirit. Precious promises we find in the Bible. I don't know the exact count, but it's over 3,000. I'll bet really none of us with a finite mind can list from memory memory 3,000 promises. There's more than we've ever asked. But you know, Jesus says, ask and ye shall receive. If we want protection or if we want peace in our hearts or if we want to Make sure that we're comforted. It is with Jesus and his word and his promises. You know, Isaiah, the great prophet, he he gives us some reassuring words. Besides David in the Psalms, Isaiah chapter 26 and verses 3 and 4 I find very comforting that will guard our hearts and our minds to help us in not being troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Verse 3 tells us, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in you. He trusts in Jesus. This is a promise for every single one of us. Do we want perfect peace or do we want a troubled heart every day? You know, I don't want the trouble. I don't want all the fear that we find in this world because it's going to give us a nervous breakdown. We'll end up being, have to go to a psychiatrist every week. Verse 4 says, trust In the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. Jesus is the rock. That's very comforting to me. Also, Isaiah tells us about fear that we need not have fear. Chapter 41 and verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. 
I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I added, of omnipotence. Do you think there's anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. And there's nothing impossible for the Lord. So he says, do not fear, do not be dismayed. Or in other words, let not your heart be troubled. You know, when we claim promises in the Bible, we find that he will give us our heart's desires. He will give us victory over this world and all the trouble we find it in all the fear-mongering. You know, we've heard people explain or talk about their fear regarding COVID, and it spreads like wildfire. Why can we not talk about Jesus and have it spread like wildfire? This is what we should pray for. This is what we in our hearts should hope for. You know, there's a, a true story, but I've kind of made it a little bit fictional. But there was this person in trouble, and the trouble they found was being innocent and being charged with being guilty. And this trouble went on for a couple of years. And this prayer, this promised prayer that we find in Isaiah 54, 17. Fifty four seventeen. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication or victory, thus saith the Lord. Do you realize that every single weapon that Satan throws at us will be deflected by the Holy Spirit. It'll be deflected by the sword of the Spirit, by the breastplate of righteousness, by the shield of faith, by the, the belt that, you know, the soldier in Jesus' days had th that sword that we're talking about, and putting on the feet that will go fast and share the gospel. Now, I hope I did. Oh, helmet. The helmet of what? Salvation. Salvation. So we claim victory in Christ, that no weapon forged or formed against us. Now, forged, you could say, because back then they made all their weapons like a blacksmith. They forged it in steel in the fire. You know... When we read the Bible and we take it to heart, I think it really should calm our nerves and guard our hearts. Peter writes in his epistle, 
1 Peter chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 6 and verse 7. Peter says, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. You should cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for us like the hen cares for the chicken under his wings, under his wings. Cast all your anxiety. You know, I think that one antidote for anxiety is to pray and to worship and to keep his Sabbath day. You know, it's such a wonderful day and we know that when we worship God, he's with us right now. You know, in the Gospel Commission, very end of Matthew, after he has commissioned the disciples, he commissions us. And as we go out to share the Gospel, he tells us this. I am with you always. I am with you always. What does that mean, I am with you always? What? He promises it so he is. He just is. And we can say a prayer anytime, any place. Lord be with me. I can't believe what's happening. I've heard the news in the world, and I don't want to have a thing to do with it. I can't wait to be in heaven. Matthew 6:33 tells us: seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Well, we're still waiting for that one promise, which is sure, and that is the deliverance from this earth. Jesus says, I'm always with you. You know, there's something that drives out all fear. Do we know what that is? I think I heard the answer. Perfect love, perfect love. You know, there is no fear in love. 1 John 4, 16 tells us this. And so we know and rely on the love of God that he has for us because God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. I like the idea of God living in us. For if he lives in us, there's no more room for fear and anxiety. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we who have confidence on the day of judgment, because in this world, we are like him. You know, there's a difference being like Jesus and being Jesus. Many in this world want to be Jesus, but we as his children want to be like Jesus. And verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect fear or perfect love 
drives out fear. You know, David writes in the Psalms, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you taste Jesus, you are experiencing his love, his forgiveness, and his protection and his care. We started early, and we may end early. There's a promise we find in the Bible, and it's a promise we've all memorized to a point. And that's the promise that he's going to take away all of our sin, he is going to save us. He's coming again. And the text goes this, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. So I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. You know, this is going to happen. And I pray that God, in his delivering of his people, that we will be there. And all we have to do is, let not our hearts be troubled, but to believe in Jesus. You know, there's a text in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. He tells us to reassure us, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Did he leave Daniel in the lion's den? Did he leave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the, that oven that should have burned them? He didn't leave them. He delivered them. Jesus will come again and deliver us. Now you might ask, how do we go about getting that peace? Well, you know there's a comforter, and the comforter is the one that, his main uh, position as God is to comfort and give peace. That's our Holy Spirit. Luke writes in 11.13, Luke 11.13, Although we are evil, we know how to give good gifts to all of our children, but how much more does our Father in heaven want to give us? You, you finish it. Give us his Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit influences. The influence is always good, always in love, and he is here to give us peace. And we can have that peace whenever we ask for it. Whenever we ask for it. So the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God as well. There's another text that is comforting. 
That's found in John 16, 33. John 16, 33 says this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. The word of God, every word that comes out of God is to give us peace and reassurance. In this world you, you will have trouble, but take heart. Let not your heart be troubled. I have overcome the world. And you know one day we will overcome this world we will join Jesus and we will look up and find him coming to deliver us, to give us peace and to give us heaven and eternity. Let's pray. Our wonderful heavenly Father, you give us peace when we ask for it. You take away our troubles, our fears, our anxieties, and you give us Jesus. And we, we ask, Lord, that you take this world and give us Jesus. Help our heavy hearts to be rising upward to meet our Savior. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.